0: Hi, I'm Darcy T. Kelly, and this is Storytime with Darcy. In every episode, you hear a piece of my own short fiction. I'm an eclectic writer, so you may be surprised by the genres and situations, but what these stories have in common is their exploration of big ideas. I'm delighted to bring back Nicholas Ewan for today's story. You heard him as the narrator and title character in August's episode featuring godly musings over triple espresso and as the villains in June's episode, Refuge. Today, Nick again takes on the narrator and title character of Diary of a Dead Man, Birth of a Poltergeist. Yup, today, in honor of Halloween, you'll hear... (music) A Ghost Story. Please be advised, as a ghost story, Diary of a Dead Man, Birth of a Poltergeist, of course, carries a content warning for death and dying, because you can't have a ghost without someone being dead. And as a poltergeist story, also has a content warning for violence and blood. But it doesn't start there. It starts with a father mourning the loss of his child.
1: Diary of a Dead Man, Birth of a Poltergeist, by Darcy T. Kelly. June 3rd. I died today. An unremarkable death. I was at the park with Elliot, pushing him on the swing and teaching him to say daddy. He's been calling Oliver pappy for a couple of weeks. And then I wasn't. July 9th. Life after death is not what I expected. I haven't learned the meaning of life. I don't know if God exists. I haven't gone to heaven, nor, thankfully, hell. In fact, I can't leave the playground. Can't move on. Luckily, we live down the street, and if I stand atop the climber, I can see our house. Glimpse my family. I try to catch Oliver's eye to catch sight of our love's light. But he carefully avoids glancing at the park. I burn with desire to hold them, to tell them I'm still here. July? Uh, July... I've grown accustomed to kids playing around me. When one asks for help reaching the monkey bars, I unthinkingly reach down. My hands pass through her outstretched arms and she bursts into frightened tears, flees, tells her mother of the ghost. That word shudders through me, claims me, changes me. Summer. Children don't climb the structure anymore. They say it's haunted, that a bad memory lives here. It's hard to concentrate. Days pass in the blur between breaths. I fade. Drift away in pieces. When did Elliot start walking? Fall. Is this moving on? Disappearing to nothingness? I don't want to go. Life should blink out instantly. Not in this agonizing fade. I'm still here! I'm still here. <sighs> I FLICK A STONE OFF THE RAILINGS TO CONFIRM I EXIST. IT CLATTERS AGAINST THE SLIDE. IT REMEMBERS ME. WINTER. A FORGOTTEN RAG SECURED WITH ONE PIN FLUTTERS ON OUR CLOTHESLINE. BLEACHED BY THE SUN. FROZEN BY COLD. TATTERED BY WIND. Torn from its pin, it drifts away. May 26th. It's Elliot's birthday. If not the day itself, today's the celebration. Balloons, cake, family, friends. <laughs> Elliot greets his guests with high fives and smiles. Ah, oh, To be there, celebrating our two-year-old. I've never felt joy this intensely nor collapsed into sorrow this deeply. Another piece of me floats away. I cling to the climber, feel its sturdiness. Without a body to contain them, emotions seem limitless, though fleeting. Elliot laughs as Oliver catches a mid-jump and spreads his arms, becomes a bird takes flight. Summer. Elliot has a babysitter. Didn't Oliver and I decide not to leave him with a sitter until he was three? So hard to remember. I long to take her place. To be near my son. To hold him. Console him. They come to the park. I haven't been this close to Elliot in over a year. She plops him in the toddler swing, takes out her phone. I gush with thanks, though she is oblivious. I stand before the swing in entranced adoration as Elliot soars in delight, arms outstretched. Unexpectedly, the sitter pushes the swing again, and Elliot's fingers graze what would have been my beard, releasing a burst of sparkles. He squeals with joy. Daddy! He remembers me. My elation erupts as intense light. Elliot reacts with a soft cry of delight. Mistaking his glee for distress, the sitter pockets her phone with a sigh, collects my son and takes him away, tearing my soul open. A soft echo of that joyful light remains, calling for me tugging at me. I won't leave my son. Fall. With each visit, Elliot brings more joy to my afterlife, and the light with its ominous attraction grows. It shines brighter than a sunny day, and features tendrils of white elation that reach for me, seeking to drag me away. Children who long since abandoned the climber dance among the tendrils. Joy, attracting joy, building on itself. I strain against it, cower in distant corners of the park by night, cling to the climber's tower by day. Tossed rocks haven't blocked the light. It claws at me, threatens to rip me apart, to forever separate me from my family. I refuse to let it. Winter. Elliot hasn't visited since the snow came. I stare at our house, jealous of everyone who enters, of every breath they take in the company of my family. MY family! The snow doesn't diffuse the light, but it dims nonetheless. Joy turned jealous, turned resentful. Shadows deepen. Light darkens. Its pull surrenders, and with it, my fear. I begin to control the darkened tendrils. To push them. Day two. I'm counting days again. Not to measure passing time, rather to measure increasing betrayal. It's day two. The second day of HIM. The second day, my husband left our son to spend time with another man. To look upon him as he used to look upon me. I smolder with resentment turned rage. Light darkens. Tendrils blacken. The park, empty but for shadows, pelts pebbles at those who draw near. Day three. Oliver hasn't come home. Hand in hand, the sitter leads Elliot towards the park. I smile, reach for him, and he withdraws. The sitter picks him up and deposits him in the swing. My son wails as the black tendrils caress his innocence, trails shadows across his soft skin. Four. he walks Oliver to the door. My husband drops the key, blushes. I recognize this move. This accidental fumble. There's invitation in it. Desire. He collects the fallen key. Their hands touch. They draw closer caress faces, necks. When their lips join, I explode. Under the blaze of my rage, the pebbled ground blasts upward, outward. Shrapnel shooting through the neighborhood, smashing streetlights, shattering windows, denting cars. He falls limp against Oliver. I settle to a churning boil, drape myself in black tendrils, collect the disassembled pieces of myself, those that remain, the propelled the pebbles into bullets. Oliver lowers him to the ground, to the pool of fresh blood, remembers another dead man, For the first time since my death, my husband, my beloved, my betrayer looks to the darkness enveloping the park, to all the remains of me.
0: At the last minute, I decided I wanted to create a bit more of a spooky atmosphere for today's ghost story. I went to the website Free Sound to collect some sound, some ambient noises. These are created by wonderful producers and offered free of charge on this website that is Creative Commons. Thank you to those producers who created those sounds. The sound design itself, um, I I did. It's another gift of this podcast to me that I'm learning so much about sound editing. So thank you, Free Sound. Thank you to the three musical producers who created our background sounds. I hope that I did justice to our story today. It had been over a year since I read this story before hearing Nick's version. I didn't realize until it was over that my jaw was clenched with anxiety. I can't decide which character I feel worse for. Our dearly departed, having to watch his family move on without him. His son for losing his father twice, once to death and the second time to darkness. Or the widower for losing two romantic partners. And just as he recovers from the first. Once again, thank you, Nick, for sharing your talents. You've become a regular here on Storytime with Darcy. I'm looking for the next project that I can bring your way. You can hear more of Nick in Bleak Winter Inc.'s The Wicker Man and Return to Frankenstein. Or back here as soon as I can make it happen. If you would like to become a voice on Storytime with Darcy, please reach out. My eclectic stories need a variety of voices. Even though Nick has many voices on his own, I still need many more and yours will be a welcome addition. Thank you for listening. To read more of my stories and perhaps inspire the next one, join me at my new website, www.darcytkelly.me. That's d-a-r-c-i-e-t-k-e-l-l-y dot m-e. If you're interested in purchasing a copy of Musings, a collection of short stories, get in touch either through the Facebook page or you can email me. My email address will be in the episode notes and of course is on the website as well. And please subscribe on your podcatcher of choice for future episodes of Storytime with Darcy. Until next month, enjoy a happy Halloween, stay well, and keep smiling.